At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow the money. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort. And Casino coming up today over the next three hours. Matt Humans on the program, host here on the network, also senior editor on the VSIN website. He has a bunch of college basketball games that he likes today. Rex Byers, head of wagering, play up USA. Uh, very good with the college basketball numbers. We'll, we'll ask him about booking games this time of year and coming up with numbers and trying to be the first to market if possible. And Jared Carabas is going to join us as well from DraftKings and the play. host of the uh, Baseball is Dead podcast. Play now, play up. Play, play now. Oh, play talk Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I play up, play up. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, will be fun uh, here. Getting close to the start of the baseball season. Yeah, yeah, no All doubt. Right. And we have, um, by the way, live. This doesn't happen during the show. We do have a World Baseball Classic game right now, and it's uh, Japan over Korea. It's four three as they play in the bottom of the fifth inning. So uh, a lot of the action from yesterday in college basketball. Uh, it's hot and heavy. The action doesn't stop, and it leads into today, which, Paulie, you and I personally like today. They're a little bit more meaningful. You get better game, better games, potentially better teams involved, the semifinals. But yesterday, of course, with all that action going on, let me ask you this. Um, it happened a couple hours after our show ended. Baylor taken apart by Iowa State yet again. Should they be a two-seed? I don't think so. Limping in, I know. Oh, it's not, it concern. has not been pretty down the stretch no, here. No, you're right. I don't know if they should be ahead of, and it depends on what happens with Marquette, and they're a three-point dog today against UConn. Um, I know K-State got knocked out last night. That was a loser for me, but if they had gone on a huge run in the Big 12, potentially would have been ahead of them. Tennessee, if they make a deep run, but the other one would be Gonzaga. They already wrapped it up, and they were ultra-impressive this week against St. Mary's and in the West Coast. Maybe Gonzaga leaps... Baylor and they're a two seed. Yeah. Which would be like out of nowhere now. Yep. Lenardi has UCLA a one. See how they do tonight in the semis. See what happens with Purdue. And watching those games early, a lot of the one seed struggled. And the other observation was, does anyone want to make this tournament? You know, I went against my own advice. Shame on me that these teams are on the bubble for a reason. Michigan, three-point halftime lead. One field goal in the first 19 minutes of the second half. Think about that for Embarrassing. a Embarrassing. Blown out. Carolina lost. Nevada, listless performance. Great story with San Jose State. And then in the night session, late night, you saw some teams that were on the bubble that needed it and got it done, like Arizona State and Utah State. So uh, I don't know what this – he hasn't updated it, Lenardi, uh, with ESPN, but this is a mess about the last four in, last four out here. Clemson got a big win too, but they were next four out. Yeah, and then also Oklahoma State went down. They lost outright to Texas, so they were on the bubble. Arizona State, like you said, now do they leapfrog because of one win in the conference tournament? Does that mean Arizona State is in and Oklahoma State is out? They could flip-flop today. That's uh, for, for sure. It was a very good win. They beat a tournament team in USC. Yeah. So, yeah. And you can't get damaged by 
losing to Arizona. So, and, and then let's let's talk about the Tar Heels here for a second because, and uh, it was a yesterday was uh, a losing day for me. It has not been a great week. Uh, had a couple of winners, but certainly had my my share of uh, losers as well. North Carolina was one of them. Can't get these teams to finish like halves or games for me. I mean, I almost blew a game with Arkansas last night. Yeah, how about that? So, but the Tar Heels lost the game by nine. That's fifty-seven fifty-five late. So it's anybody's ball game, right? No, it's not. Outscored eleven to four the rest of the way, and honestly. The immediate reaction is that team has to be the biggest flop, I think, maybe in the history of the sport. I would think so, right? Preseason number one, you can't even make the tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Now, should they have, I think a lot of people would argue they probably should not have been preseason number one. That's fine. That's another story altogether. But also, I would bring up, for what it's worth, I mean, I know they made a, a run to the Final Four in the title game last year, and they had Kansas down by 10. That was a very fortunate run. I mean, they, they were an eight seed. They did not have a good regular season. They got hot at the right time, and if that doesn't happen, does Hubert Davis have his right. job today? Yeah, right. Well, uh, probably no. I was, remember, they they blew a huge lead against Baylor in the second yeah, round. Yeah, they did. They were lucky to win that game. And they took it took a huge shot to beat UCLA. Yeah. To go to the Elite Eight, and then eventually they got a big break by playing St. Peter's. But It's, a, it's an all-time, couldn't live up to the expectations, preseason expectations. It absolutely is. Yep. And, and I thought they would get there. Uh, I was terrible yesterday. I thought... Uh, this was their only quad one win, but you, you you were down big in the first half. You were right there within a basket going into halftime, but uh, couldn't get it done. But when you're one and ten or one and eleven against quad ones, that's embarrassing. Yeah, I, I will say that there are the the one thing because of these teams blowing a lot of big leads. Like if you are betting this stuff before the game start, you're, you're going to have opportunities for middling spots for sure oh it's out of control uh, it, it, it's blowing it, these it, leads it's, it's out of control it's every session of the game how about boise i'm watching the boise state unlv game they could why this is a mountain west team that could win a game they can shoot they got some dudes who can the rice kid knocking them out they blow a 20 point lead to unlv and of course they cover in overtime right think about right? that but for that, a that that's yeah. what you're looking at with the mountain west and the other thing my god the free throw shooting you gotta knock them down so uh, many missed free throws. The Marquette, Marquette was lousy. Lucky they they won. they should have lost the game. Missing free Ohio State the other night against Wisconsin, but it's just and Ohio State with another big win yesterday. But you just look and it's a it's just so many missed free throws, and uh, you let teams back in the game in the front of the one and ones. Oh, that's what it was. Miami, Miami couldn't make uh, a almost, free throw down the almost stretch. gave that game away against yeah. uh, Wake yesterday for sure. I mean, so now I had Boise State minus four and a half yesterday in the game against UNLV. I did not come back with UNLV, but had I, when they were down by 20, that would have been a nice land. I did come back with a little bit on Auburn last night against Arkansas, so that was a middle, and that was a good job. Um, and that, that was a good result, I should say. But so a, a lot of these games where you get out to such a big lead, and if you're on it before the game, you can find yourself coming back and grabbing the other side, and you're going to get there with these spots. You could have grabbed UNLV. I wasn't even paying attention to the in-play. I was in other games at the time. It would have been a massive number in the first half. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Um, I bet K-State last night. They got out to a very quick lead over TCU, and I'm like, all right, this is going my way. I wanted to see a little bit more on what was going to happen because I could have easily grabbed TCU for a potential middle, but it was like 11-2. to two. So to me, that was a little bit too early to do it. And then by the time that lead evaporated, and then TCU had a lead at halftime by five points. So I didn't react quick enough. I thought it would have been you know too fast, like overreacting to that first four minutes of the game, but... Things are happening here where if you're betting this stuff again before the games tip off, you might find a spot where it's like, okay, well, yeah. that's going well for me. Maybe I should think about grabbing something else on the other side. Yeah, yeah. Big movement yesterday as well, and the blown leads. The other thing is, as uh, it's been said by many, all these teams have flaws at the top. Our, uh, Alabama dealing with their distractions. They failed to cover four in a row with the Miller situation. UCLA has the big injury, although Bailey stepped up and had 26 points. Uh, Purdue in March, Painter, good luck. Yeah. Uh, Right, so Kansas, nice job. Uh, but they could be the made the team to beat, and certainly Houston's been awesome and dominant all year long. Mm -hmm. But uh, but this is uh, certainly a lot of these teams have flaws, oh. and everything you just talked about with the three seeds. These three seeds could be uh, the, the they're, they're live to go out in the first round. Oh no, doubt. some of these three seeds. Oh. When you look at who they'd be matched up against, and then the twos, who know who knows how that'll play out as well. But one team who's hot is Duke. And Duke looked great yesterday. Never a game. That was over early on, and they are favored against Miami. 
two and a half. So what could Duke get to if they win the ACC tournament? Could they get to a three? Is that possible? No, oh, I was going to say a four or a five. I mean, I would not be surprised if they got to a three just because of what the committee does with this program yeah, they year in year out. That and they overreact. Yes. I think the Duke high water mark that I saw anyway was seventy to one at one point this year. Oh wow! I have a little bit on this team at fifty. Uh, just because to me, I, I have to take a team that is this. I, I did this. We talked about it with Kentucky and Gonzaga a couple of weeks ago. I did the same thing with Duke. This goes back a while when they were struggling and it wasn't looking pretty with Shire's first year. Just there's too much talent on that team, and if they ever got it together, that you know that the number was going to potentially crash down. I had a conversation yesterday with a couple of uh, Vsin viewers. Uh, it was good to hang out and watch some games with Zach from nice uh, the DC area and yep. Brett from Boston. They were in town. And we had a conversation about how are we ever going to see like a dominant team in March before the madness starts ever again with the way the new rules are set up. Like that Kentucky team from 2015. They were, there was a prop up before the tournament started. Who would, win the, who would win the tournament, Kentucky or the field? I don't know if we'll ever get, because of how, I mean. Well, we had the Baylor-Gonzaga year. Yeah, Gonz, yeah Gonzaga they was They were head again, and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, that was, was that the COVID year too? The year after COVID? Yes. It was a little weird. I just think with the, the transfer portal, the way it's set up now, and these kids are willing to leave at the drop of a hat, yeah. uh, unless, yeah. like, like Calipari next year has his best recruiting class ever. If every one of those kids hits, then, okay, they might be like, whatever, 31-1 and one going into March. But I think it's going to be like this almost every year, where it's like you're throwing darts trying to figure out who's going to make a deep run and who's going to win this mm-hmm. thing. No, nobody's, I mean, Houston's very good. But are you convinced that Houston's going to like be there on Final Four weekend and in the title game? Maybe they are, but I'm not going to be like, ah, they, I got to bet yeah, on this yeah. team. You could have a bad shooting performance in the first half, right? right. That happens, right? Uh, great house specials up at Bet Rivers. Aaron Judge should be the first player to reach 10 home runs is plus 250. And Bet Rivers, the place to be, can win $10,000 in bonus money by playing their Bet Rivers squares this basketball season. If your numbers on the square match the final score, you win. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com for four games tip off at 8.30 Pacific or later tonight. And the nice. second semifinal is at nine is at midnight Eastern out here with Utah State and Boise. Yeah, that's pretty damn Utah cool. Utah State might need it to feel safe. And maybe they were just maybe puts them in uh, after they got the win and beat New Mexico last night. Yeah, they were very impressive. That was uh, that final score was 91-76 late night action. Um, last night. So the games today are just, uh, they're, they're pretty awesome. The, the night session tonight is the absolute nuts. Yes. Uh, the, the back-to-back games that we get beginning at 7 o'clock Eastern, just phenomenal. Win some, lose some is up next. We were each on the wrong side of a bad beat. We lost because of something that happens, I, I don't know, once every five years. Polly Paulie thinks maybe once a decade. Who knows? Details coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. You get unlimited access to the best bets, every host, every guest, the betting splits, the betting guide, breakdown of every team in the tournament. Sign up today, get the betting guide, plus full access through the end of the tourney for only $19. VSEN.com slash subscribe. Matt Humans joins the program now, uh, host here on the network. His show is called VSIN Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific. Heavy, heavy college basketball this time of year. He's also the uh, senior editor at vsin.com. How is your week going, betting wise, Matt? It's okay. It started off really well. Hit a couple of, uh, uh, let's say, speed bumps here the last two days and a couple of tough beats. Um, now, I know you guys were on Colorado plus nine yesterday. That's got to be the bad beat of the week. And uh, I was on the previous day, I was on Air Force plus seven, and the Falcons lost to UNLV by eight in overtime. And you and Air Force should have won that game of regulation. <laughs> and I thought yesterday, Colorado was close to uh, to knocking off Arizona. You know, and then you end up uh, taking a double tech and losing that game by 11 when you're catching nine. So, been on the wrong side of a couple of bad beats, but a little bit ahead this week. And uh, hopefully have a strong finish. I think we've got a great schedule here on Friday. Yes. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some really good games again on Saturday. So uh, hopefully can do a little bit better here in the next two days. A couple of bid thieves alive, but you used to cover UNLV basketball. You're very uh, familiar with this conference. Can you tell our audience this coaching, how good this coaching job is by Tim Miles and how bad the Spartan program was? It's a flat-out miracle what Tim Miles is working with uh, San Jose State. If the most depressing, probably the most depressing home atmosphere in college basketball. They play in an auditorium in San Jose that draws flies. You might have a few hundred fans, including the pep band. And uh, I don't know. You've got no money, no fan support, no history behind the program. How the hell do you recruit players to San Jose? What Tim Miles has done is an absolute miracle. And uh, you can do nothing but root for San Jose here going forward, I think. For sure. Do you like them tonight then, plus the points against San Diego State? I do. You know, I thought the Aztecs were lucky to get by yesterday against a Colorado State team that, let's face it, it's mediocre. It's got one player, Isaiah Stevens. He's a one-man wrecking crew for the Rams. And uh, we've seen this with San Diego State in recent Mountain West tournaments where this team's laying a big number and um, just manages to get by, survive in advance to get by in this tournament. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's the case tonight because if you watch the uh, Spartans yesterday, I thought Tim Miles did a great coaching job. The Spartans were executing their half-court offense to precision. And UNLV was having a difficult uh, time, excuse me, uh, yesterday, San Jose was, Nevada was having a really difficult time defending anything in the half-court. They were getting cut up. And I thought it was a great coaching job by Miles. Not only that, San Jose's got maybe the best player in the conference, and Omari Moore, who can score, and he's surrounded by uh, some guys who can play. So this is not fluke what San Jose's doing here. I'm not sure if you guys remember, it was like two years ago, I think it was the Mountain West opener. Uh-huh. San Jose was a 28-point underdog, and uh, San Diego State beat San Jose on a on a three-pointer at the buzzer as a 28-point home favorite. This San Jose team is legit, and uh, I think nine's a little bit too high here. I would, if the Spartans play like they did yesterday, they're going to have a shot to win this game. I'll play plus nine in the Mountain West. How about the SEC? Some good games today. Let's start with Mississippi State and Alabama, and Alabama with all the distractions now has failed to cover 
four games in a row. Do you think uh, Miss State has a chance here to pull the upset? I do. I've been fading Bama ever since the Brandon Miller controversy hit the news. I thought that was going to be a major distraction. Plus, I don't like the helter-skelter style of play that, that Alabama uses. Uh, run around, fire up three shots, be better than you with their athletes. And I think what happens here is Mississippi State's going to be the type of team that's going to want to slow it down. Again, play in the half court. That type of style can frustrate straight a team like Alabama if Mississippi State can execute in the half court and slow it down. And I kind of like uh, betting on these teams that won against a team that's just been sitting around waiting to play. And uh, Okay. Matt, we're going to have to reconnect again. Yeah. We've got a better connection here in two seconds. Yep. Two seconds. How do you – I think you have to take Miss State, right? I mean, it's been, it's been such a – especially first halves now. The slow starts for Alabama in the last four games. Yeah, that has been concerning. I don't know how it's not. Right and Miss State is a that was a boy, the way the game finished was ultra dramatic yesterday, but that was kind of ugly against Florida. Mm-hmm. But people, Matt was one of them. I've heard others uh, make the case that Miss State might go on a run here and they could potentially win this entire tournament. Like they were, they were at fifty to one priced in that range before the tournament started. Like there was an angle here. I love what they did at the end of the game. They attacked the basket. They dumped it down to the yeah. big guy, and he laid it in, as yeah. opposed to what San Jose State did. I think it was San Jose State with the long three before overtime. It was stupid. The game's tied. What are you doing? I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, are you, I think we have you back right now. So go ahead. If you want to finish uh-huh. there, Miss State plus seven and a half against Bama. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with the audio issues, but I'm playing Mississippi State plus seven and a half against Bama. Like Paul said, Bama's failed to cover four in a row since this controversy, and I'm going to keep fading Bama. Uh, why not? Just uh, if it works. Stick with it, and that's what we're going to do here with Mississippi State. Hopefully we can slow down this game, ugly it up, and uh, stay within the number, which I think is realistic here. So yeah. Mississippi State plus 7.5. And, and then the other SEC game today that I'm going to play is uh, Arkansas. Uh, you know, you got to play on the Razorbacks to win this tournament at 12-1. to one. Mm-hmm. They had a big lead. They couldn't quite put away Auburn, win the game by three. I think uh, there's a good chance Eric Musselman can uh, take this team to the tournament title. I like Arkansas plus one today, too. You gave out UConn to win the Big East. Are you also going to take UConn in the semis? Boy, not impressive by Marquette at all. Marquette lucky to win the game. Do you like UConn lane three, three and a half? Yeah, you're right about that. Marquette's last two performances, not all that impressive, but uh, UConn laying the three and a half is a little bit too much for me here. Um, I Like I said, I've got a UConn bet to win the Big East, so I'm just going to stick with that and right. not play the Huskies in this game. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, That's yeah. Yep. Going, yep. Um, so then let's move to the Big Ten. You went to Purdue. You've always had a good pulse on uh, this program for football and basketball for as long as I've known you. Uh, right now, according to some people, a two seed. And yes, they would be you know behind UCLA, even with that big injury. They're laying six and a half today against Rutgers, who uh, Michigan's performance in the second half yesterday was oh. as dreadful as it gets. <laughs> One basket in the first 19 <laughs> minutes is, is laughable at, at this level. But Rutgers, probably in the tournament, but... Catching all those points against Purdue, do you like the dog here? Yeah, I think if you're Steve Peichel, the Rutgers coach, you got to say, hey, we need one more. you got to tell, tell your players, we need one more to make sure we're in the tournament. And this is the type of team, because of the matchups, gives Purdue a little bit of trouble. They've got bigger, more physical guards. Purdue's got two freshman guards who have really kind of struggled here late in the season, I think, hit the freshman wall. You can say, well, if Purdue plays to its capability, it should win this game by double digits, and I think that's true, but that really hasn't been the case. If you look at Purdue away from home in the Big Ten, five and two in games decided by six points or fewer, a lot of these Purdue games away from home in the Big Ten have been tight, and the Boilermakers have been fortunate to win most of those games. When they were 22-1, and the one loss was to Rutgers by a point. I actually think this is the type of game that, Purdue's going to find a way to win, but it's going to be tight, down-to-the-wire type of game. And uh, I thought the line was going to come out around five, five-and-a-half. I'll take six-and-a-half with Rutgers just because Purdue has been underperforming recently. If you look over the past five weeks, Purdue's four-and-four four straight up. So I think uh, on a neutral here, Rutgers catching six-and-a-half is a decent number. Are you surprised where this Indiana-Maryland number opened? And actually, I'm seeing it go the other way. I'm seeing oh, yeah. Indiana open one. I'm seeing pick now at several spots. I don't, I don't understand this. I think uh, Wes and I were talking about this on our show last night, Wes Reynolds, and I thought Indiana should be a four-point favorite here, so I'm not mm. sure what's Oof. up. I like the Hoosiers. 
I like the Hoosiers to win this tournament. Hey, look at Maryland away from home in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? Two wins over the worst team in the league, and that's Minnesota. One in Minneapolis, one yesterday in Chicago. That's a bad Minnesota team. I'm not impressed by what Maryland did. You're going to have to beat somebody else away from home. you got to prove it to me. I, I This is my favorite play today in the Big Ten. I think Indiana, pick them, minus one. That's a bet you got to make. The Hoosiers got two first-round draft picks, Chase, Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen hood Shafino. They got more talent. Uh, they can win away from home. Maryland really hasn't shown that against uh, anything but bad competition. I think Indiana's a good bet today. Very good. Uh, you can follow Matt on Twitter. He is at MattHumans247. His show is called VEASAN Tonight with, uh, with Russ Reynolds. Uh, and what is this? Is it the final week of the college basketball betting contest, or is there? do we have two weeks left? Uh, no, next week's going to be the final two mm-hmm. rounds. So the uh, next to last round will be Thursday's tournament games, and then the final round's going to be Friday's tournament there games. There you go. Get back to the Circa. Yeah, Circuit's College Hoops Challenge will wrap it up next week in the NCAA tournament. Of course, yeah. That makes the most sense. We have Rex Byers on coming up in about an hour, so he'll tell us how these numbers are made, Matt. Rex is a very good odds maker, so look forward to that. He is. All right. Thanks, good. Matt. Good luck. Thank good you. luck today. Thanks. Uh, let's go over some of the, the moves that we've seen so far today on these games, and then outrights, updated outright numbers to win each conference tournament here on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Online booked the place to be, going up to ten thousand in bonus money by playing their exclusive squares. Place a qualifying bet, get a square on the house. If the numbers match, the final score you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available. BetRiversSquares.com. Rex Byers joins the program now. He is the head of wagering at PlayUp USA, the sports book. Available in a handful of states. He's also in the Friday Night College Basketball Betting Contest, and he's great when it comes to making numbers in college basketball. Good morning, Rex. How are you today? Hey, guys. What's going on? I thought we were going to talk some World Baseball Classic. We're yeah. Switching up to basketball? Maybe next week, or maybe sure. not. Maybe yeah. not. Um, yeah. So you've been doing this for a long, long time, and you've been uh, at it at a bunch of different spots as well. Can you take like our audience through what it's like coming up with numbers, getting them up as soon as possible, and how, what's going on in the market this time of year with so many games up, and then when and how we're going to eventually know what the numbers are going to be on these games? You know, it's interesting. At this time of morning, based on what's going on Eastern, you've seen enough stuff. I've been up for the last 45 minutes or so doing a little bit of prep, and there's been enough movement in the market that for the most part, this, the numbers have sort of flattened themselves out. But this time of year is always fascinating because, yes, I mean, uh, the, the, the goal is, is for me as a bookmaker is I want to get to the number as quickly as possible. So the way to do that is get it up as soon as the matchup is done. Now, last year I was at the Westgate mm-hmm. my last couple of weeks before I started this position and uh, was able to work with Ed Sammons on uh, openers. And, you know, if you remember, I think you guys had Brad Powers on last year glowing about how he had the – what was it uh, – Middle Tennessee State and UAB or something that he he took two and he should have been laying two and the game goes to seven and it goes to all these overtimes and could have went either way but that was that was us I mean we opened the line and that was one of my last jobs at the Westgate was opening that line and I opened the wrong line I'd already put in my notice to John Murray and I'm going this is great I put in my notice they could let me go at any time they could say we can do this on our own and then you put the wrong wrong paper so <laughs> on that game and it goes to seven the other teams went on the court. So I could have actually beat him out of his money on the worst, worst first bad bet. And then it goes, they were up 11, if you remember, in, in overtime, and uh-huh. they got a dunk, technical foul, and the game ends up falling like five. So, like, some of the people that got the early numbers or the bad numbers win, and then the guys that laid the six and the seven at the end lost. But that just goes to show if you get it up early, at least you can write all the action that you need to. So Brad Powers and his dime or two dimes that he won wasn't a big drop in the bucket in the end because we were able to write bets against it the whole time. And I guess like I say, if you want to follow that up, an example for this year, I'm going to say is UConn and Marquette. The game got over yesterday at 2.15 Pacific time, give or take. So at 2.45 last year, we'd have had that game up. Now this year, for whatever reason, nobody in the world had it up until 5.45. Uh-huh. That's three hours. Not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, but if you get it up earlier, you can get some business written to the game. And, and preferably, if you can have it to a number that you want overnight, it makes things much easier when you wake up the next morning and look at the screen and say, okay, we've gotten a couple bets on both sides here. Now let's rock and roll. And, mm-hmm. and to be fair, this time of year, you got 30-game sample size. The number's not going to vary a whole lot. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because – and we've had some examples of – 
you know, a three-point line move. Look at Arkansas last night. Open pick, went to three, and eventually uh, that's where it landed. Uh, I would ask you, uh, as a follow-up to what you said about UConn and Marquette, with the Duke-Miami game, and now you have four months of data, right, to go on, Miami, lucky to survive yesterday. Duke, phenomenal. Maybe their best performance of the entire year. Does that factor into it at all? Does anything change whatsoever? Or because of the four-month sample size, your numbers are rock solid right now, and that number had to be like Duke two, two and a half. Yeah, the biggest thing is you never want to react to what happens in one day, especially because, you know, the, the public betters like to do that some, but the bottom line is the wise guys are gonna, aren't going to let you get away with it. Mm-hmm. If you try to overreact Duke to what happened yesterday and put a tax on them, they'll hammer you on Miami. And the last thing you want to do is write your first bet on what you perceive to be probably the sharp side. Now, that being said, I can't – could never recommend Miami at less than three. So, you know, even though I think that Miami can win the game, the, the number to me seems pretty pretty tight, two, two and a half. And if, if it goes up from there, and it, it's kind of sad to say, like people say, who do you like? And they, they've asked me this for 20 years, like, what do you like in this game? And, in the, and it's been the last 10 to 12 since I've really understood the value of numbers where it's they're so good this time of year where it's like, I don't like a side. I either would take four with Miami or I would lay two with Duke if I had a gun to my head. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show that's how tight these things are this time of year. It, it can go either way. Sometimes there's blowouts when games are close to a pick em. Uh I thought yesterday was fascinating, the, the early movement that you talked about. Uh, they all got there. Duke, Arkansas, and Kansas all got there. Uh, there was one loser. I think it was Mississippi State against Florida. Uh, got bet up, and then they only got there by one in overtime. So, you know, a lot of this early movement, the overnight movement's been good, but that 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 can change from day to day. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Another full board, thirty-two games today, plus the uh, the extras. So, yeah, be fun. How Great did day. you? Uh, how do you guard against uh, arbitrage or maybe a, a a head fake coming in? And what? How many guys respected guys have to pop a game before you decide to move it with the early overnights? Uh, it, it depends on who the players are. I mean, there are guys that I know that go out of their way. They, they can get more money offshore and at per head accounts than they can in town. So they'll uh-huh. purposely bet numbers. They'll purposely bet the number the wrong way in town. Right. And if it's somebody that it's respected in town, the offshore place follows them on the screen. They can get a lot. They can get down for a lot more at the other side. So there's places that literally, if you have a good line and respected line on the on the Don Best screen, and people follow that, or people pay attention to what's going on then you're much more apt to get hit if your limits are not that high on a fake because, you know, the bottom line is they want you to go. They want that market to go. And if that, they can make that happen, then it's much easier to get a better price. And the earlier they do it, obviously, the less it costs them. You know, the limits are lower at this point. It's just now coming to be the time of day where people are taking the circles off and ready to start taking full limits pretty much now for the rest of the way. Yeah. Are you seeing any movement right now that's uh, maybe catching your eye that you found surprising this morning? Uh, not necessarily a bunch. I mean, I think that Iona got hit a little bit against Niagara. That's gone from 14, 14 and a half. I think that the dog's probably right in that game just from looking at it. And, uh, Indiana, Maryland was painted pick and it's starting to go to one on the bottom. Indiana, the favorite. I like Indiana myself, but based on the, the movement that I'm seeing, just if I know how to read this thing right, and I'm pretty sure that I do, it looks like Maryland might be the right side in that game. Maryland might be the right side. Might well, be the right side. I like the other side myself, but just saying that it's gone from pick to one at a lot of places offshore in the last few minutes. And I, like I said, just seeing how it's going, the places that are moving it, yep. it's it's way too early to tell for sure. And, you know, in the next hour or so, it'll, it'll things will really clear themselves out and you'll have your touts releasing plays and stuff like that. But I think that it, just looking at it right now, it looks like Maryland's probably right. All right. It's funny because uh, Matt Humans was on the show earlier. Matt's very good in the Big Ten, as you know. He made Indiana four today. I, I like his price. I actually made it two and a half, and like I said, that's that's. I thought maybe three would be right. Uh, you know, it's semi home court. Indiana's always going to travel well, but I, I'm a big proponent of these teams that, that play a game the night before against the teams that have not played yet, especially when it's only one yeah. game and the line's very close to a pick 'em. Those are always plays. I don't even bet the first halves almost ever, but this time of year, there's always good spots for it. Now, I, I was I was on Twitter the other day trying to debate whether okay, should it be a half and half or should it be seventy thirty or how do you want to do it? But you know, sometimes it works out for you. I think there's an A10 game that I had the other day that it did, and then there's another times where it just doesn't. I mean, there's a team. I think it was. LaSalle was not covering at halftime, but they won the game outright as a decent dog two days ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could go either way. And like I said, these these it, it, it's fascinating. But I do like the first halves of the teams that have played today, and especially the ones that are playing with kind of either house money one or that are already in the tournament. The ones that are on the bubble, a little bit more nervous, you know, not not so sure. Tighter. State. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that's that's it, because honestly, you I don't think you could just blindly do that with every team, right? That already played once. I guess a team that hasn't. I think you got to pick your spots that make some sense to you. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but a, a spot that I thought of was was maybe Penn State today because they played last night. 
Northwestern didn't. But now we're seeing this move as well. Open up pick, and the Cats are about one-and-a-half-point favorites. Are you going to factor anything in here? Because it, and Pat Fitzgerald, who's the coach of the Northwestern football team, tweeted this out like, this is going to be awesome today for this environment. Do you put any like home court advantage factor in here for Northwestern today? Uh, you know, good point. But how, I mean, think about what you just said. I mean, how many times in the history of the Big Ten tournament has Northwestern ever been given any sort of an advantage for crowd? I mean, I, they'll have fans there. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But I would say Northwestern can't get can't get too much for that. And again, whatever you want to give them, give it right back to Penn State for having the advantage of played a game last night, having it in their pocket, probably given the, the trouble from all the other bubble teams yesterday, probably played themselves into the tournament mm-hmm. as long as they don't go out there and stub their toe today and lose by 20 or something. Yeah. Um, anything else catching your eye early on? You mentioned, again, that Duke-Miami game, what you would do there, two with Duke or maybe four with Miami. Uh, the Kansas-Iowa State game tonight is going to be awesome. And Kansas was very good. So so are the Cyclones. Is that a rock-solid number, in your opinion, four and a half for Kansas? Strong as it gets. I mean, the only the argument for Iowa State in terms of that price is that there's no self, and he's certainly worth something. I mean, let's face it, they came back with virtually nothing of what they had from last year's championship team, and they still are going to be the overall number one seed. That is extremely strong. And in that conference, really strong. But, it, you know, that's 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 like Hilton South playing down there. And, sure. You know, it's they'll have a 50-50 split of fans in that game. I, I would only have the dog, but I'd sure like to have five more than four and a half. Okay. Rex, one more. we got like 30 seconds here. UCLA could have lost the game, and somehow they covered nine. A horrible beat. How, what do you think of that injury, though, yeah. uh, from this point moving forward for the Bruins? I'm not going to say anything. I'm not splitting the atom here. You you guys have covered this all. I mean, the bottom line is that guy being out, you, you take away one of their better scores, you take away the best defender. I, I can't make a case for them going very far. The coach does a hell of a job, and they'll be competitive, and they they may win this tournament. But getting out, I would say getting out of the first weekend next next after the, the next tournament would be a pretty good accomplishment at this point, given the fact that they they just they don't have a lot of size, especially perimeter size. I mean, a, a team that could have good guards that could take the ball to the hole and can put them at a serious disadvantage, and it will happen. This tournament has too many good teams. Yeah, it will happen. You can follow Rex on Twitter. He is at Rex underscore Byers. He is the head of wagering at PlayUp USA Sportsbooks. Great perspective today, Rex. Thanks for the time. Good luck in the uh, Friday night betting contest tonight. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yeah, be good. good. Job. Thank you, you too. Uh, more college basketball coming up next. As uh, when totals are below 129 points in this conference, the over 13, 5, and 1. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. 
In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. DraftKings Sportsbook is live. Bet local with Boston's hometown book. This week, new customers who sign up and bet $5 get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code VSEN. VEASAN, when you sign up, good to have you aboard. Hello, everyone. Nesson in Massachusetts. Massive day, and to talk about it now, Jared Carabas joins the program. He is with DraftKings and also the Baseball is Dead podcast. Jared, thanks for the time as always. If we could go back like three to five years and tell you, look, we're going to get legal sports betting in Massachusetts one day, but here's the deal. You need to give up a recent Boston championship in any sport. Would you have done it? Ooh, um, I would say yes, but which one would you give up? Yeah. Oh, um, man. You've had so many. Probably yeah. probably one of the Patriots ones, because I think, you know, when you talk about the Patriots Super Bowls, if you had one less, does that really impact Tom Brady's legacy? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Not really? No. Yeah. Not it's, I guess it's just a matter of which one do you pick. I mean, because some of them meant more than others. Uh, I think, you know, you look at the, the 2001, his first, uh, you look at the the one where he came back from deflate gate. You need that one. That means a lot. There's, there's, there's probably a Super Bowl in there where you're like, yeah, you, you can have that one. We'll, <laughs> we'll take the other five. Sure. Great answer. We were out at the, uh, we were out at the Super Bowl and we went to a hot uh, pizza joint. The next day was a four and a half hour wait. If there's a, if there's a restaurant in Boston with a four hour wait and Bobby Orr, Ortiz, Brady and bird walk in, who gets the table first? Ooh, oh man. Um wow. Uh probably Brady, Brady, which I feel like he has the most heat. Like right now, like Bobby Orr, like he comes around once in a while, like Poppy's here, but like everyone loves loves David Ortiz. But Tom Brady has that godlike status still where he's kind of transcended uh just Boston sports fame. Yeah. Like he's He's global famous more than just sports famous or Boston famous. So Tom Brady would probably be the guy. I get it. Yeah. And freshest out of everybody else, probably in that group too, would have a lot to do with yeah. that potentially as well. Okay. So with DK opening up, we had Johnny Avella on, who was the director of the sports book yesterday. He explained that new users will get a $200 bonus and existing users will also get a $100 bonus. Uh, you're awesome with baseball. What do you like as of right now, potentially, as to use like for your free bonus, a future bet? Could be a win total, could be a division bet, could be, you know, Cy Young, whatever. What sticks out to you early on here in spring training? I've got I've got three of them for you right now. The regular season wins band. So instead of just going over under for Red Sox total wins, you can land them between 82 and 87 wins for plus 295. Uh, the Red Sox have not one but two rookie of the year candidates. Masataka Yoshida has the better odds to win. But you can get Tristan Casas right now at plus 900. He has the second best odds on his own team, but he's going to have the opportunity to go out there, play first base every single day. They've essentially already told him he's the guy. Uh, And I I don't want to say he's the more proven commodity, but he has the pedigree. I feel like this is a guy that uh, he may not be the favorite in the American League or even on his own team to win the rookie of the year. But at plus 900, love that pick. And then uh, home runs leader in the majors. You look at some of the names out there, a lot of guys, Aaron Judge is obviously a big favorite. To get Vladdy Jr. at plus 1,200, yeah, give me that. All day, every day. He had the knee injury, so he hasn't he hasn't been playing recently, but he posted an Instagram story, I believe two days ago, uh, where he came out and said, we'll see you in the second round, talking about the Dominican Republic and the World Baseball Classic. So if he feels good enough to where he's going to be playing in the second round of the WBC, we obviously don't expect him to miss opening day. And if he's healthy, he's got as good a shot as anyone to lead the majors in home runs this year. Hey, guess what? The Yankees have an injury. Can you believe that? To a pitcher. And they've, got, they've got a few injuries. They've got a few <laughs> Yeah, what do you mm-hmm. think about their win total at 94 and Rodon banged up already? 
Yeah, so I mean, I, I think that they'll find a way. Um, I, I do like the over there for them, but uh, it's it's the question is how do they get there? I mean, they they have uh, Aaron Judge, who you could look at their season last year. I mean, do they even make the playoffs if it's not for a historic season? So you kind of look at the home. I think it's at forty four and a half might be the home run total for Aaron Judge this year, which I like. I like the over there, but. It's a far cry from 63, which is the yep. home run total that he needed to to carry the Yankees to the postseason. And I've kind of just been asking the question when it comes to the Yankees, did they really get better in the offseason? And you can point to, well, they signed Carlos Rodon. All right, well, now you're not going to have Carlos Rodon to start the season. So you can make the case the Yankees are a worse team going into 2023 than they were in 2022. Okay, so but if they go over 94, that would make me think they're going to win that division. If they do win that division and go over 94, then what's the pecking order, do you think, behind the Yankees in the AL East? Um, I still like Toronto. I mean, I, I picked them to win the division last year. Uh, I, I think that they've got some guys that they really need to start playing to the back of the baseball card. Um, they have the talent. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Do I think that the Toronto Blue Jays can challenge the Yankees for uh, the division title? Absolutely, mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. I 1,000% can see that happening. And uh, the path to that happening essentially is the Yankees injuries, which is already it's, it's already starting. Frankie Montas is going to miss the whole year. That's the guy that went out and got at the trade deadline last year and uh, did not pitch well for them down the stretch. Now he's going to miss the entire year. And now you're kind of banking on guys like Garrett Cole, which whatever. I mean, he's got he's uh, he's a staple of durability. Um, Nestor Cortez, can he repeat kind of the ex- Like He kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and, you know, I, I think. A guy like Luis Severino has all the talent in the world, but has he been able to harness it for an entire season and be that guy that they've been talking about since, what, 2018? We're going on five years of talking about potential there. So there is the risk of the Yankees rotation potentially being their Achilles heel along with injury. So all that to say, yeah, the Toronto Blue Jays have a chance. Uh, You can never write off the Rays either. And uh, for the Orioles, what a surprisingly great season they had a year ago. Do they continue an uptick this season, or are we going to see some negative regression with that team? I think it was pretty funny that their ownership pretty much came out and said, yeah, we got lucky last year. I know that, I know that you guys are super excited about our team and all of our young players, but uh, we got lucky. We caught lightning in a bottle. Uh, I, I think that they are projected to finish last place this year. I think if you're an Orioles fan, you look at what they were able to capture last year in terms of the magic, in terms of uh, uh, capturing the minds and imaginations of Orioles fans saying, hey, we have a bright future here. We need to capitalize on this. We need to keep the momentum yeah. going. They didn't do anything in the offseason. They didn't do anything to kind of keep that going. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, Gunnar Henderson is is the uh, American League Rookie of the Year favorite. So it's not like the the young talent just stops here with Adley Rushman. Uh, they still have Cedric Mullins, who's playing for Team mm-hmm. USA and WBC. Uh, they've got talent, but this was an offseason to sort of say, hey, you know, we, we've got the pieces here. Let's supplement that with some more outside talent, maybe via trade or free agency, and they they drop the ball there. What do you think of the new rules and how it's going to impact the game? So I love them, and I, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't influenced by the opinion of of smarter individuals than me. Like Lou Merloni is, uh, he's he's over here in Boston, uh-huh. former player, played for the Red Sox. Now he's in the Nesson broadcast booth, and he loves it. So when he was starting to get excited about it, I was like. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm all in on the pitch clock. Uh, I was down there in spring training for a week, got to see it up close. I was on the backfields watching guys like Kenley Jansen, who, uh, you know, some folks felt like this is this is a guy that's going to struggle because he is he's he's slow with his delivery and his command. And um, he was fine. He was delivering pitches within 10 seconds. I think, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard the word adjust or adjustment when I was down in spring training, I'd have a billion dollars. That was the theme of this. Everyone keeps talking about making adjustments. These are professional athletes. They're going to make the adjustments. I, I have no uh, I have no, uh, I guess, mm-hmm they're going to be able to do this. So uh, I enjoy it. I think it's going to be great for the game. I think, um, you know, a lot of people like to give Rob Manfred flack, but he just made all in one off season, like banning the shift in, in the pitch clock and the bases, all this stuff. I mean, he just went out there and changed the game. I think, I think a lot of fans are going to really enjoy what they see this year for the product. Totally agree. I think it's going to be, yeah, the most excitement probably going into a season in maybe a long, long time. 
How many bets are you going to have today by, let's say, 3 o'clock Eastern? I'm going to try to get uh, close to 10 for from day one. I don't want to go too crazy and, and shoot all my bullets in the same day, but I'm probably going to get about 10 out there. Uh, half of those are probably going to be Red Sox bets, and I'm going to sprinkle some in that are uh, you know around the league. Yeah, it's a wise move by you, Jared, because uh, it's very exciting. But don't go nuts. Don't empty the bankroll today. All of it. So uh, right. great to talk to you today. And again, you can follow him on Twitter, Jared Carabas, and uh, the Baseball is Dead podcast with DraftKings. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck this season. Thank you guys for having me. You bet. Great we'll job. talk to you down the road as Thank well. Thank you. Uh, you said it earlier. I think it's worth repeating. We saw the numbers with Ohio when they first came on board. Absolutely ridiculous yes. how high those numbers are in a good way. And I think the same thing's going to happen with Massachusetts. Yeah, use the bonus money on the Bruins. It's another one, right? Would you say you Bruins to win the East? Do that too. I think that'd be a good one. Cop East, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Been a rough week betting college basketball. But chins up, man. Gotta keep firing away. We have bets. We'll tell you what they are in pocket coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.